And welcome to Two Nerd Girls. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kylie. And this week we are going to be talking about our favorite soundtracks. Because Disney's not just pretty animation, it's awesome music too. I seriously cannot get over Disney composers, dude. Like, I go back and I mean, there are things that I was vaguely aware of as a kid. I mean, I knew I really liked the music, but actually going back and listening to it, it's... There's so many good ones. Well, you know, when you're a kid, it's all about the ones that stick in your head. Right. You know, like, I just can't wait to be king from the Lion King soundtrack or part of your world from Little Mermaid or Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. You know, the ones that, like, stuck in your head and were singable and whatever. But when you go back and you listen to it as an adult, you're like, listen to that sick melody. That's awesome. Or the lyrics there were great and the wordplay was amazing and... You just notice so much more about it. Well, even even the scores. I know, I think I was in middle school when I really started to notice the actual score itself. And because I one of my very first actual CDs was the Lion King soundtrack. And so I remember that was the one that I was really first super aware of, aware of the score. Um, and, and, and it's a Hans Zimmer score. So it had that kind of double whammy to it. I mean, Disney composers. (laughs) Well, and, and one thing I think Disney does really well, I'm actually going to use a non Disney movie to kind of explain, have you seen La La Land? I have not. I, you know, everybody was freaking out about it and I, I don't know. I actually know nothing about it. I know nothing about the plot. Okay, so basically what it was, it's it's ye old basic Hollywood um, white girl and white boy fall in love and it's, it's super basic. Like, there's nothing really groundbreaking about La La Land. Um, but the thing that I really liked about it was that it added this kind of old Hollywood feel. So, like, the costumes were kind of really old Hollywood, the way that they did the music for the soundtrack, because it was kind of, it was basically a musical. The way that they did the music and everything like that just kind of gave it that that old Hollywood feel. And so that's what I really liked about it. And one thing that they did really well was they actually made the music, like, its own character. Oh, cool. So you really, the movie wouldn't have been the movie without the music. Mm Mm-hmm. And... There's this one scene where the two main characters, Sebastian and, oh crap, I can't remember, Mia, maybe? Emma Stone's character, I can't remember her name. They're arguing, and then he says something, and like there's music playing gently in the background, and he says something, and it's not a nice comment at all, and then the music just stops, like the music cuts off. So they like u- it's offended. Right. Like they use it as, so it's like its own character, like its own thing. And I think Disney does that so well with their own music, whether it be, you know, a song with lyrics or whether it be part of like the larger score. I think Disney does that really well as well. Yeah. So I guess let's jump into it and we're going to talk about our 
favorites. So Greg, I'm going to start with you. What is your number? Well, it doesn't even have to be in order, but what are what is one of your favorite overall soundtracks? Not just maybe, oh, it has the best songs, but the best overall soundtrack, total package. The first one that automatically comes to mind is Princess and the Frog. I love that one. I made my friend Emerson go see that with me in the theaters because I wanted to see it so badly and nobody else would go with me. So I dragged, I dragged her and I'm like, we're going to see this. Let's go. We're going. And I fell in love with, I mean the whole movie, but really the music because the movie set in, you know, like 1920s New Orleans and the music brings that to life. Like mm-hmm. obviously you can tell by the animation and everything where they are, but the music just gives it that jazz feel and it's so well done. And I can sit there and sing all of the songs. I can listen to the whole thing on repeat and it never gets old. And that I think is what really makes it pack its punch for me. Like almost there is oh my God. like hands down top, top five favorite Disney songs. Well, in Dr. Facilia, I get such a great villain song with friends on the other side. Like, that song is so fun. It's so creepy, especially, I mean, even on its own, but then you actually get the visuals. And, like, it is, it's honestly, if I had seen that movie as a little kid, it probably would have creeped me out a lot. Well, and that was, you know, well, obviously, we were definitely going to have to do an episode on Princess and the Frog on its own, but that, that song has one of my favorite pieces of Disney animation in it. Next time you watch it, watch his shadows. When oh, yeah, they're the song. so good. Because Not just that, but because if you notice the pattern on the wallpaper changes where his shadow is. So, like, in the light, it looks like this. But once his his shadow touches it, the pattern on the wallpaper turns to skulls and bones. It's so cool. Right. So it's like... They do so many cool different tricks, not just with the music, but with the animation. I just, I love it so much. But yes, the soundtrack to Princess and the Frog is, if I'm picking a top three, I would say it's number two. Ooh. For sure. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what ends up being your number one. Yeah, I, you know, everyone, I don't know. I, I think about, like, that soundtrack and... I mean, I know that everyone went bonkers with Frozen, but I just thought the the soundtrack itself was so much better for Princess and the Frog. I agree. As an overall package. Well, see, I mean, I never saw a comparison between Princess and the Frog and Frozen. The big comparison that I've seen, because they're two different, they're basically two different types of movie. Not only right. in like the story they're telling, but their animation styles. Because Princess and the Frog was hand drawn. And Frozen is computer animated. So the two that I've seen big comparisons between are Tangled and Frozen. But even yeah. then, like, I would have to say that Tangled far wins out for me. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I love Adina Menzel a lot. And I've loved Adina Menzel for a really long time. But I don't know. Like, any time that I've heard Let It Go sung by anyone that isn't Adina, it doesn't have the same punch for me. So... I feel like that's more of an Adina win than a soundtrack win. And I don't know why I'm into Frozen now. But regardless, yes, no, good pick. That's good sort of, pick. I mean, that sort of thing, <laughs> though, is like kind of me across the board. 
I think because I get, if I really like how the original is done, then I inevitably end up comparing the remakes to how I felt about the original. And nine times out of ten, they fall short. Yeah, so I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's like, I think that for overall, I think the Frozen soundtrack was fun, but, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think it was spectacular, or groundbreaking, or anything like that. No, it was stuck in my head for a little bit, and then it was gone. And even though I own it, like I don't ever wake up with the songs in my head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's I mean, all three of the soundtracks that I picked and I have a couple that I want to throw out at the end as kind of honorable mentions because I love them a lot. (laughs) Um, You know, they're ones that it's not just the songs that get stuck in my head. It's, it really is the score. You know what I mean? I'll have random pieces of music from those soundtracks kind of playing in my head at any given time. Yeah. And you know, I, I only mentioned this like the lyrics and like the songs with lyrics mostly because well those are the ones people know right but i mean even if you look at the frozen score like it's not memorable it's not to me anyway it's overall fun but it's not memorable you know like i don't know i really truly like this is gonna sound terrible i really don't know why frozen became such a big thing because i feel like disney put out tangled was 10 times better in my opinion and got maybe half of the recognition that Frozen did. I honestly wonder, and I'd be interested to actually look into this, but I wonder how much of it had to do with Let It Go. Just, just that song. Because the movie, it's, I mean, the, again, the movie itself is really fun. Well, it was but... the kids that went nuts for it. If I remember it right, like it was released in November and did, eh, okay. And then all of a sudden it just hit something and exploded. Mm-hmm. And it could have been Let It Go because I think Let It Go actually got played on normal radio stations well because and i i wonder again i wonder if that has to do with them having demi lovato do kind of the pop cover of it i hated her version well i did too but (laughs) okay anyways getting off the topic of frozen we'll come back to that on another episode forge what was your what was one of your soundtracks um the lion king so I I really really love Hans Zimmer as a composer and I it's really funny because when I was a kid obviously I didn't know you know oh this is Hans Zimmer oh my god um, when I got older I'm thinking how did like okay this is so obvious but just the soundtrack as a whole is so and I grew up on on Elton John and Billy Joel and you know Dire Straits and Huey Lewis in the News and stuff like that so having Elton John songs plus a Hans Zimmer score it's such a win it's such a win and then you get you get Jeremy Irons and Rowan Atkinson you know Mm -hmm. um I just really really love it and for me it's not even just I mean obviously the the songs are great the songs are classic and the songs are our childhood but when I when I listen to it I I love all of the work that Hans Zimmer put into it with this land and to die for and King of Pride Rock and things like that. They're just, they're beautiful and they're atmospheric and they're just, they're so freaking good. That's a Hans Zimmer <laughs> score. What do you expect? Well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there was no going wrong for that. But anytime that I hear any of those, you know what I mean? It's just this big growing thing. And oh man, now I have... Um, 
I have Under the Stars stuck in my head now. So. <laughs> and I would agree. Like, Lion King, I don't think that it, I don't think it fits into, like, my uber tops as far as soundtrack goes. I Like, I think that there are songs off of it that would go into my favorite songs before the soundtrack as a whole went on to my, like, I think it's definitely top 10, but not top five. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think part of it for me, like I said, that was one of the CDs that, really kind of traveled with me from the time that I got it when I was about six. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe five. I don't know. Um, all the way through. Cause I, I mean, I remember I was always, and I don't, I'm sure you were the same way because I, I know you, but you know, I was that kid that we would be driving and I'm looking at the scenery and coming up with all of these stories in my head. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? And that so much of of the score for the lion king and because i would listen to it all the time ended up being the soundtrack kind of for the stories i was making up in my head yep <laughs> so it also has thing. i still do that i do too <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I love the music you know like don't get me wrong it's obvious it's lion king it's iconic you can't you can't not love lion king yeah. So, I mean, I definitely I definitely agree that it's one of the best Disney scores. And, it's, I mean, obviously it's held up for so long and stayed in such high esteem for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so I definitely think Lion King was a good pick. How about you? What's another one? Um, you know, this is really difficult for me because as we're sitting here talking about this, I'm coming up with more that I love. Me too. Um, so the next one I'm going to shout out to is Tarzan. Oh man, I love Tarzan. Right. I love Phil Collins just as a performer, just as a musician, like not even mentioning Disney. I adore Phil Collins because the man can do anything musically. And in the air tonight is everybody's <laughs> jam. You know, if you don't do if the you, air drums, yeah. Yeah, something is up. But then he comes and he gets to do an entire Disney soundtrack. And he brings in NSYNC. And I mean, the Tarzan soundtrack, just even like the score pieces are amazing. And the songs are also catchy and so fun to sing. And You'll Be In My Heart smacks you in the feels every time you listen to it. Doesn't matter how many times. Fun fact, one of my friends at his wedding danced with danced to that song with his mom like and it was so so sweet that's amazing that's a good choice right but yeah so that's i mean i just we listen to disney pandora fairly frequently like if we have a game night or whatever and we decide that we want to turn on music it's always disney pandora because we're all you know children and disney pandora very frequently plays the tarzan song because they're so good. Yes. And so every time, like, there are songs that'll come on, like, you're going to hate me for this, but Mary Poppins, I'll skip it. Or sometimes Jungle Book, you know, like, all the time Jungle Book, because I'm not super big on that movie or that music, but I'll skip those. But anytime Tarzan comes on, I don't care if I heard that same song five minutes prior. Like, I will listen to it. I used to listen to the Two Worlds finale over and over because the build at the very end of it I was obsessed with it was so good which okay so I was looking it up do you know what I you know who I didn't realize worked on that soundtrack with Phil Collins who Mark Mancina who who also did Moana with Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah huh I didn't know that I didn't either 
Um, oh my god. Okay, so he also did the soundtrack. Side note: This isn't a you know, it's a Warner Brothers movie, but uh, he did the soundtrack for August Rush. I love that, which movie. I also really loved. Um, he also did. You'll love this. He did the Haunted Mansion. Uh, he also did Brother Bear. Wow. With Phil Collins. So. Secret Mark Mancina. Uh, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky Mark Mancina. Oh, man, I love... Tarzan was actually going to be one of my honorable mentions, so well, I'm glad that you picked it. I picked it. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your next one? It feels so cliched, and I'm sorry, but it's Pocahontas. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I... Listen, I really, really love Stephen Schwartz, and... Having Alan Menken on it obviously doesn't ever hurt, but I just thought he did such a great job with it. I love it. I have the, I have the like, you know, I got the Legacy Collection soundtrack, and we were in Disney World, and I listen to it all the time. I love it so much. But that again, it's it's a score thing to me. Uh, I can I listen to all of it every once in a while. Like something like my cat will do something stupid, and I can hear the little. That's in um. It's in uh per- whenever Percy was having a bath, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the little Mary. I hear that in my head all like just little things and the end, um, the very end, the finale with farewell is one of my very very favorite pieces of Disney music ever. Anyway, so I really really love that sound. See, you've hit me again because, like, I like it, but it's not one that I would have thought of, like, automatically. Like, I can sing almost every song off the Pocahontas soundtrack. If I hear that music, then I have the words, you know? It's one that I know. Pocahontas was one of my favorite movies when I was little. I watched it mm. all the time. I mean, not near to the the level of love that you have for it, or else I would probably still have it as my favorite. But I did love it a lot. Like, I watched it all the time. I actually think it was one of the first Disney movies that I went and saw in the theater. I think my uncle took me to see Pocahontas. So I have have fond memories of it. I remember going to see that in theaters with my grandma. And then we fell completely in love. So she spoiled me and took me to Hills. And we went and got a bunch of toys. (laughs) See, my grandpa did that with Lion King toys with me. I think I was pretty obsessed with Lion King. Because I remember, like, I had every Lion King stuffed animal that was out on the market at the time that movie came out. <laughs> I had all of them. Actually, some I might have some, one or two of them. My mom brought me home a Simba plush, I think a week or two before I went to see it with my grandma. And I still I still have my Simba and all of my college roommates used to call him Mangy Simba because he's been through the wash so many times that so he looks like he has mange. <laughs> see, my favorite one, it was a big Simba My poor plush. Simba. With, he had, like, a little ribbon around his neck with, like, a leaf on it. I remember that. And you squeeze, you squeeze his paw, and he says things like, we'll always be together. And he, yeah, I know. And that was, that was my Simba. And I'm pretty sure he still, I'm pretty sure he still lives at my mom's garage right now. Now I really want to go look, but there are spiders in there, so I'm not risking that. Anyways, back to music. Yes, Pocahontas way, is I killed, amazing. I, I killed a spider today. I'm proud of myself. you. All by myself. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but no, Pocahontas, I honestly, just do yourself a favor and pull up Farewell. It's about five minutes long, and it is beautiful. 
Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorites. Anybody who's seen that movie knows the end of music is beautiful. <laughs> because it's so good. I honestly think, though, that one of my favorite songs uh, actually didn't make it into the movie, but it was the end credits, which is If I Never Knew You. My God, let me I tell you. I love that song so much. How much I love that song. I, I love adore that song it. so It's much. such a good song. Like, it's, you know. I can't. Okay. Anyways, um, back to <laughs> back to soundtracks and off of individual songs. Right. So, what is your third pick, Gred? This one is really, really difficult for me. And surprisingly enough for you, it's not Cinderella. I am a little surprised, to be honest. And this is probably going to be really blasphemous to a lot of people, but I actually don't really like "Bibbity Bobbity Boo." The song. It kind of drives know that me about insane. you. Yeah, I definitely so, knew that about so you. So there's that. I really like the Cinderella soundtrack. Like, so this is love and a dream is a wish your heart makes. My jams for sure. But as like every, a soundtrack as a whole, does not break the top five. Every time that I hear So This Is Love, I think of you. I love that song so much. So much. But so what is your third pick then? Um, I am actually going to say that it is Hunchback of Notre Dame. That is also my third pick. <laughs> I love that soundtrack. So I'm just saying. Much. I'm just saying. It's another Alan Menken, Stephen Schwartz win. Well, Alan Menken is automatically a win, right? But oh man, Stephen Schwartz, I love you. Yeah, it's that soundtrack is incredible. Can we talk about? Clopin's final moment in The Bells of Notre Dame because that build makes my heart explode into rainbows so every time. So is a riddle to guess if you can, you can sing, the sing the bells of, of Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. What makes who a monster, monster and what makes who a, man? Is a man? See, you sang the beginning. Who is the monster oh, and who is the man is the beginning. At the right, end, that's what, I was, what makes a monster and what makes a man. That's what I right. was singing. Right, because I was talking about the one in the beginning. Were you? You said at the yeah. end. You no, said no, no, Clopin's no. final song. No, I said I said his final hit in the Bells of Notre Dame. Oh, his Dame. hit. I'm thinking the end of it, like the that end cap. Bell. I, I can't, like, I can't even hit that note, but it's <laughs> yeah. so good. But the end, I lo- like, I love it. Like, oh, what makes so a monster good. and what makes a man. Like, I love that line. Yeah, it like that that whole I mean that whole movie is so underrated, but the soundtrack for it. I mean, you have things like Out There and Topsy Turvy and freaking Hellfire. Can we talk about Hellfire for a second cuz Disney can, got ballsy with that song? Absolutely talk about Hellfire. Uh because that song is incredible. The song is all about he lusts after her and oh, if yeah. he can't have her, he wants to burn her at the stake. Okay, dark is all hell. It is so dark. Well, and then you get you know kind of the the big jury and oh, it's so good. <coughs> it is so good. Yeah. Um, I love the Court of Miracles too. That's another really good one. I just the the whole thing is awesome. It's so good. They had the they had the actual physical cd soundtrack for it at half price books the other day and i'm i might need to go back and pick it up because i'm surprised you didn't at the time 
I had other things I had to do that day. <laughs> but um, I, I'm probably going to go back and get it because it was so good. Agreed. It was, I, I loved, I love that movie in general. Mm-hmm. Although I think the movie kind of kills me because super attractive guy comes along and like, oh, of course, so he gets the girl. Meanwhile, Quasimodo like did all of the work. I mean, I I don't want to be super cynical, but I've seen that happen in real life more than once. Well, of course. <laughs> but this is a Disney movie we're talking about. Yeah, but right? I, like, come on. I know. Give Quasi his happy ending. I mean, they'd already, well, then again, they'd already deviated from the book enough, so. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. There is no way they're staying <laughs> true to, the, like, completely true to the book. No, not that book. <laughs> no. Not at all. So do you have any uh, honorable mentions? I do. Um, I would definitely give Tangled a giant honorable mention. I would agree. I would give Mulan. Oh, man. A giant, I... a like giant honorable mention. Because I mean, if you don't sing along to I'll Make a Man Out of You, what kind of person are you really? Right. To mention, you have a girl worth fighting for. That like, song is so fun. I have a girl back home who's unlike any other. Yeah, the, <laughs> the only, only girl, girl who'd love, love him is his, his mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's so good. Fun fact, though, Chris Sanders and Dean, I want to say the blah, but I'm pretty sure that's definitely not right. Anyways, they did How to Train Your Dragon, but before they worked at DreamWorks, they were Disney animators. They worked on Mulan. Chris Sanders, Lilo and Stitch, was his brain baby, and he actually voiced Stitch, which leads us into another honorable mention of mine, which is the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack. I, that I would have been really surprised if you hadn't said. Yeah. Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. I love that song It's such so a good much. song. Like, the whole, and the... Himeno Lilo, like that, the whole soundtrack is awesome, but it's not all original music because they've got Elvis songs on it, but you can't really go wrong with Elvis, so. That's fair. What about you, honorable mentions? Uh, my, my big honorable mention, I mean, you already mentioned Mulan, but mine has to go to Hercules. Yes. I freaking love that soundtrack so much, and um michael bolton's cover of go the distance is probably one of my most played songs on itunes (laughs) um i really really love it but just that whole soundtrack is so fun it's so fun um everything about it i just really really love i'm a damsel i'm in distress distress i can i can handle this have Have a nice nice day day. (laughs) i am megan megas me um yep. but it's just it's so um, and I, again I mean I already I already mentioned Tarzan too. That would also get that's also one of my honorable mentions mm-hmm. um for kind of the same thing. But I I don't know. I mean and Hercules is so different from the other ones too. I mean they they're all pretty different, but there's something about it that I just I really, really enjoy it. <laughs> It's really good. The um, another one I would totally give a shout out to, though you don't like it as much, is Bambi. 
I mean, it's cute. It's not just the movie. Like, I love the music. Yeah. The music. I, I think the score is really, really good. Like, that's one of the reasons, like, I could put Bambi on and fall asleep to it. And that's because of the music, in part. Because, like, the music is so... Although there's the part where, like, the big fire is happening or whatever. Or the storm is happening. And there are, like, symbols crashing everywhere. And that always wakes me up. Because it kind of freaks me out. But, like... I, I love the soundtrack. And, of Fun course, fact. Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Fun fact, uh, that is actually why I can't fall asleep to Fantasia. Because by the time I get to Chernobog, mm-hmm. I will wake up and then I have to find a different movie because... Reason. <laughs> I can't, I can't. But Fantasia is an honorable mention, too. You know, the question, are we including Star Wars? See, I... Technically, hmm. Disney does own Lucasfilm. So technically, I mean, the Star Wars movies are now Disney movies. Technically? I don't know. I mean, I guess when I first thought about it, I was thinking, you know. Well, but at that animated. point, like, you could count Rogue One and The Force Awakens because those were made under the Disney That's true. umbrella. That's true. But I would still count all the other ones just because Lucasfilm is now owned by Disney, which in that case... All of them. Every Star Wars album gets an honorable mention. (laughs) You just wanted a reason to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I did. And if we're calling out specific songs, here we go. We've got some Across the Stars. We've got Anakin's Dark Deeds. I love Across the Stars. I know. It It is masterful. It's absolutely beautiful. Like, not just beautiful, but, like, if you pay attention... Like, you have that beautiful, sweeping first melody that smacks you in the face. And you're just like, you can tell this is a love theme. But then you hear all the little undertones. The darkness that is there under the over, like, the sweep. And then it kind of goes into that, like, oh, this is not quite great. This is bad. This is, mm mm-mm. And then you get into the love thing again. But it ends, like, with the love theme playing really slowly and kind of sad. And it's just, like, the entire song. Gives you the arc of Anakin and Padme's relationship in five minutes. And yeah. just like, every time I listen to it, I'm just like, yes, this is what songwriting is about. <laughs> well, okay. And so also another one for me is Brave. Yes. My love of the Brave soundtrack. <laughs> Julie Fowlis. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have I have albums of hers anyway just because they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but oh my gosh, they're Touch so... the Sky and Into the Open Air. Into the Open Air is one of my favorite songs, period. Yep. Like end of story, no discussion, one of my favorites. Do I you... love Into the Open Air. If I had to pick between the two, I would say that I like Touch the Sky more. Oh, see, for me, it's Into the Open Air. But Into the Open Air is, like, I wouldn't want to pick, you know, because I love them both so much. So, I like, there are two that I could put on and just rock out to in general, you know. And if you listen to it and you don't know it's from Brave, you're not going to know it's a Disney song. Yeah. I, I just, I really, really, and I mean, it was done by Patrick Doyle, and his stuff is also fantastic. Um, he did, he, he did some Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um but I also, I just really enjoy Song of Mordew. 
Like Billy Connolly basically doing a drinking song in a Disney movie is hilarious to me. More do, more do, more do, more do. Um, <laughs> but it's I. That's another one of my absolute very very favorites. Let's see, I'm trying to think back. What else has a really awesome soundtrack that deserves an honorable mention? Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah. You know, I feel like that that one was so obvious. Like we've have you noticed beyond Lion King, we've left out the obvious ones. It's true. We didn't. We've not gone for like the super giant Disney. We've not mentioned Moana. We're not. Yeah, and Moana. Aladdin. And Mo. Oh my God, I love Moana's. Right. That's such a great soundtrack. It is. It's so good. Um, What else? What else is Disney released lately? That's. See, and I one of my favorite one of my favorite another one of my favorite instrumental you know soundtrack pieces, but I don't really care. I feel bad because I don't really care about the rest of the soundtrack. Is actually um, Married Life from Up. <laughs> I love that. I love that movie. But Married Life totally is the one that they played at the beginning, right? The super yes. sad montage. Yeah. Yes. That music is fantastic. Yeah, because it rips your heart out. Yup. <laughs> I like I like this the theme. See, and that's the thing is I'm trying to think of other soundtracks that like jump up and grab me by the hair. But I mean, I like the music for Inside Out, but I can't think of the entire soundtrack. I can think of the theme, but well, see, and I'm not like Inside Out was a Disney Pixar movie, and Disney Pixar. I mean, they're great for scores, ish. But I also don't really feel like Disney Pixar puts as much emphasis on the music as like just plain Disney movies do. Which I feel like is all going to change with Coco and let me tell you how excited I am about that movie. I know. It looks adorable. And I, I can't wait. wait for Coco. It's gonna be fantastic. And everyone's freaking out about, oh, it's just gonna be Book of Life. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I didn't realize there could only be one movie about Dia de Muertos. I mean, is this Highlander or something? <laughs> there can be only one. Pretty much. Well, I mean, and you know, I guess they're afraid that it's going to be a straight retelling, but you can already tell from the beginning that it's not. Like, the Book of Life starts off with two people who are in love with the same girl. Right, it's like a love triangle thing. It's two, I believe that they're gods. They have a bet, and one of them cheats and kills one of the people in the love triangle, and that's how that rolls. You can already tell this is not that same thing. Not at all. So I'm excited. I am. I'm really excited for that. Um, what else? Obviously, the yeah. new Star Wars. I'm pretty sure the music in that will be amazing. Regardless, this is not a Disney movie, but I honestly feel like I want to toss it out here as an honorable mention because it's one of my favorite soundtracks to come out of animation itself, and that is the How to Train Your Dragon soundtrack. That is a really good one. And How to Train Your Dragon 2. Both of those soundtracks are amazing. Well, and I, I feel like I feel like there's certain, I mean, obviously there's certain styles of music that everyone kind of gravitates towards. And things like How to Train Your Dragon and Skyrim and Brave, like those kinds of things for me are always going to have that kind of soundtrack just based on the source material. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like those are all very much, which I don't know, side note, if you've ever played Skyrim, but I feel like you would like it just for the music anyway. Um, See, just, I'm not huge. Like I probably would play it for like a day or two and then I would forget. 
and then it, I would just be done with it. <laughs> and it wouldn't be worth the money because that's how I am with video games that aren't Mortal Kombat or like Crash Bandicoot or something. I got it. I'm just saying I got it for like $5 used at GameStop. Although anyway, just saying Crash Bandicoot, they're redoing it for PS4. I saw that and I might need a PS4. I'm so excited. <laughs> totally oh, off topic I, here though. <laughs> I do totally still have though my PS2 and my PS1 Crash Bandicoot time warp so I can still play it. Um, so, Greg, do we have any more any more soundtracks to talk about? I don't think so. I think we've exhausted it. If any of you lovely listeners have any suggestions that you're more than welcome to draw them to us, how can they do that, Forge? Well, they could email them to us at two, that is the numeral two, nerdgirlspodcast at gmail.com, and we can talk. You can tweet us at two nerdgirlspod. You can catch us on Facebook at two nerdgirlspodcast. And you could also tweet at us individually. I am kfish89. Kaylee is aw turtle. That's right. Aw turtle. Oh, it's a turtle. <laughs> Actually stands for awkward turtle, but that one was taken, so I had to take liberties. But anyways. <laughs> um, so thank you for potting with me tonight, Forge. Thank you for potting with me, Greg. As always, dear listeners, don't forget to believe in a little bit of faith, trust, and pixie dust. And do not forget to be awesome. Bye. Bye.